Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. So, so much stuff to talk about. A really fun episode tonight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners are getting tired of me saying this. For so many reasons, I'm loving this season. Every episode brings with it... You know, sometimes the 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 vote off is surprising. Sometimes there's been a few that haven't been, but even when it's not surprising, there's still a lot of drama. There's still a lot of gameplay, and for the first time, I recognize we're in the merge now, but I get a pretty strong sense of everybody that's there. You know, there really there's only a hand, like only one or two people that aren't really playing but are there anyway. You know, I would have guessed. And they could be, but they're, the edit's just not showing it. Joe's not playing. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, we know that. I'm trying to get people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but, uh, and yeah, we're probably not seeing a lot from Michelle, but we have seen enough to know that, okay, she's probably doing something. Yeah. But like Julia, for me, emerges in this episode. Yeah. As like, she did the the schoolyard pick for the reward challenge and she picked really well. Mm-hmm. She shows that she has been observing and her mind is working and she's weighing options when provide when she's provided with them. And for a younger, you know, a younger woman who is being faced with much stronger personalities than hers. It You're would be so very... kind, a younger woman. For a teenager, she's doing extremely well. Yes, but I didn't want to, you know, if there's any teenagers listening, I don't mean to, like, insult you or anything like no, that. No, I but don't mean that in a condescending there. way, but, like, yeah. I think it makes her seem even more impressive if we actually point out yeah. that she's extremely young for being on this show. Yeah, and she's got Nick, who is an, a, an arrogant, aggressive, confident personality. He's got, she's got Sydney, who is an aggressive, strong personality. And it'd be easy for her to be swayed one way or another, but it's clear she's going to make her own decision mm-hmm. and, and is going to, like I said, weigh her options. So I was very, I think I'm her blind spot her. might be Michelle. Yes, I think so. I think she sees, I think she, she's in that place where it's like, well, I need someone. Just one person that I can cling to. We need to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. And when you're looking at, what is it, seven to three at this point? Yeah. There should be a we getting to the end point. When you're in the final five, then you can chop her out. And even then, if you're Julia and you see Michelle, and Michelle is the person you're going to the end with, you can say, we both have a pretty good story to tell, and I'm the youngest person out here and I made a lot of strong choices. Which waters it down and makes neither option very good. I suppose not. I feel like she's got a, even at this point, I feel like if she made it to the end, depending on who she's there with, I think she could make a pretty good argument for herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was. Not everyone feels the same way that you and I do. A lot uh, of talk on the internet this, this evening about how everyone hates everybody except Ty. Or they don't even know who everyone's name is yet, um, which I could understand. You know, I I miss the beginning, the the introduction, the song with, yes. with the the names yeah, with and these iconic faces. images. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, really bothers me that they cut that out. Yeah, even if it means a little bit more time watching have. the show, part of me is like, well, that is also the show, right? It's setting the tone, mm-hmm. reminding me that this is what I'm watching and. These are the 20 people that we want, or in this case, 18. These are the 18 people that we thought would be great. And if I got on the show, I would want that shot of me. Absolutely. 
that is the part I had always thought about from watching from the beginning of like, what shot would they pick of me? Would I look good in that super heightened editing? Yeah. The colorful stylistic view of theirs and such a bummer. They get and robbed they of that. And they will often try to, if it's a certain, like you found this in heroes and villains a lot, which is when they're, they tried to pick shots that sort of were the essence of, the type of character you were. Like, yeah, I still remember, exactly. even though Randy went out like I totally third, remember Randy's. In Heroes Villains, there's this shot, it, his his opening credit shot is him looking, so, like, smiling devilishly. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. If I'm exactly. Randy, it's like, hey, I went out third, but that's, but that's I have me. that forever, you know? So, yeah. And generally until the end or until the, yeah, until the merge, until there's like the final people and the, they would switch the opening credits to jury and yeah. contestants. But even if you got voted out third, at least you would still be in the opening credits until the merge. Yeah. Now you're just chopped. Yeah. It's People uh, are probably it's like Darnell, who? Daryl, yeah. what? Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm fascinated because I've, I've read other, I've read other people say that, uh, that this, season is only okay and they yeah. there's a lot, they mostly don't like the players and i just think like what are you talking about this is I a cast of very colorful characters mm-hmm. a lot of them know the game mm-hmm. clearly know the game you know uh when aubrey mentions you know throws out a cochran reference a lot of people there laugh <laughs> yeah because and it's a ra- laugh of recognition and and a lot of people they want to play the game they are playing the game they are distinct personalities. And with each episode, you know, we're learning more. We learn more about Jason. We learn more about Scott. Um, and as all fans of the show and as they're playing the game, we aren't getting too much of it where I feel like you would get too much from somebody like Shireen who would then just piss everyone else off with, yeah. you don't need to be constantly counting the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And going through every scenario in your head. And these guys are all managing to play while still keeping their cool about it. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. There's a couple things here and there, and we're going to get more of those. I think we're going to get a a lot of it next episode. But those couple things here and there make it interesting. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so it's... I mean, even... You and I were saying this after this episode. They've even stepped up their Ponderosa game tremendously. Oh, man. If you are not watching Ponderosa, pause this. Go watch it. Yeah. And then come back because it is well made, well curated, well edited, just a whole little short film in and of yeah. itself about each player. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm Neil or Nick or anybody that's gonna wind yeah. up a Ponderosa in the almost in the same way as the opening shot that they're being robbed of, they're getting like an eight or nine minute thing where they're gonna be shot well and well framed and it winds up being this odd little like portrait of them as they're in this very fragile state and before they'd make three or four of each player but none of them were very content heavy and this is just really well made yeah those are shot very straightforward whereas this is stylized and it's 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 like its own little web series that they put a lot of time into um but yeah so yeah i just think like I know Neil and Nick way more now after those two episodes. Nick especially. Yeah. I I had a good sense of Neil already, but I didn't not like that anyway. No, I guess not like that, but, but yeah, like Nick, I mean, everybody 
this episode especially because for the last couple episodes i was talking about being more impressed with him than Mm -hmm. i expected to be he was more observant but clearly he got into a very comfortable position and was just and made a lot of bonehead comfortable and i think burnt out he expressed in ponderosa that he just needed a lot of alone time and i think that being comfortable led to him taking that alone time whereas if he had been on the bottom or felt that he was he would have been too paranoid to do that. And that just leads to more complacency, which leads to blind sides. Yeah. And it's, and that's tough in, in the Ponderosa. And I feel bad for, for quoting it so much, but he does reflect on his game and he clearly, he's like, yeah, I was really arrogant. I was really confident. I was stupid. I have my, only myself to blame. And so for the most part, he has, he's not spiteful. No. Mostly at himself. Yeah. Um, which I think is good for him. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, he is talking about, and this is something that I've heard other people say, like Penner, that yes, the hunger is bad, the no sleep is bad, the rain is bad, but there is something about I'm hanging out with people that I would never choose to hang out mm-hmm. with, and I can't say what I want to say to them because I'm trying to work with them or blindside them. Either way, I can't have them actively working against me. And so just imagine like you're working at a job. And there's like a couple other employees that's just like, I have no patience for you at all. But because because I don't have the option of firing you, we just have to make a go of it. And I'll laugh at your awful jokes. Yeah. And we'll just move forward. And that's super stressful. Yeah. And so, you know, yearning for that alone time is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And so. uh, So, yeah, I got a good sense of I got a good sense of Nick in the Ponderosa. Mm -hmm. And I feel like. When you see how people are, because Ponderosa is this weird place where you sort of see how they are as real people in real life, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're still not in real life. They're still kind of in game mode, slowly but surely getting out of it. Yeah. And it's, it winds up being an interesting thing to, to watch. I like that they're doing one long one for each player instead of chopped up ones. Yeah. Cause you do see the progression from shock after mm-hmm. they've just been voted out to, reacclimating to things like a refrigerator that you open and get your own food or a real bed or steps like these very simple things that they've been without for 20 days. Um, And Nick lost 31 pounds. 31. That is not a guy who had 31 pounds to lose. And when you lose it in, so was it 2021, 22 days? Yeah. You're losing more than a pound a day. Yeah. And it's like, is a, and he was a muscular guy, so he's just losing yeah. muscle, and he was yeah. pretty, as you said, gaunt uh, when we saw him. But, uh, but yeah, so let's let's go through some of the okay. bigger points of, moments. of the of the episode. Um, weird start because we didn't end with a tribal. Yeah, it's weird to start in the daylight. I expect them to be marching yeah. back back after tribal in the middle of the night. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it literally just picks up. It's almost like a, it was like it's a two parter. Yeah. Um, and it starts with Scott. And I appreciate when people show people that I don't expect to know the show display that they know the show because he goes previ- previously on Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Like even as the cadence down. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and people are just. It's weird to think that the exact moment that last episode that the last yeah. episode ended is when this one starts and they're going right back into scheming again. And then Scott says something during tribal council, which is like, yeah, six days between tribal councils is bad news. Rough. Mm-hmm. Cause like three days is tough enough to keep secrets and yes. to keep alliances together. You get six in there. 
That's almost a week. That's almost a week of keeping secrets from people and trying to keep everyone from getting too paranoid. Yes. It's yeah. Which it's makes what Sydney did all the more impressive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like jumping to the, um, to the, uh, uh reward challenge. It's mm-hmm. nice to see a reward challenge. Yes. Um, a love schoolyard pick. I in do these. like that. Now, because you can see who's in alliance with whom. Yeah. Um, but that aside, Julia, as we mentioned, just picked well based on her needs for the challenge, not even so much alliances. Yes. She realized that, you know, and and she even said later that there's just this, when you're in a situation like that, she, you want to pick whoever's going to win. Right. But also... Hey, there's a couple people in a part of this challenge, a part of my team in this challenge that aren't actually in my alliance. This might open a road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got Debbie in there, and now she They're and now she's basically in an alliance with Debbie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so it's uh, yeah, she made a re- a number of really great decisions there. Aubrey did not make terrible decisions, at least it would appear. It's two. Jeff himself said it's two different theories about how to play this challenge, and it became very clear Julia's way was the way to play it. It just I I would have liked to see the pick though because what if Julia picked Scott, right? And then Aubrey picked somebody, and then Julia picked Nick. Yeah. Well, then what other choice does Aubrey have in her picking? Yeah, just Joe, I guess. Yeah, you know, a I mean, guy. did she pick Sydney first? You know, we'll never know. I mean, why I Jason didn't? Yeah, yeah. What if she picked Jason first? Yeah, because the only other theory is like, why wouldn't you pick Nick right after Scott gets picked? So yeah. she did the best with the situation that she could. And I really appreciated her confessional and crying and just talking about like one bad decision after another. And yeah. Again, it's like it wasn't her decision for Neil to go home, but just these bad things in a row happening to her, spot on observation from her. Neil going home, not giving her the idol. Then she is on the The bottom. She's on the bottom, but it's like, okay, now I have the opportunity because if her team wins. Again, that's an opportunity for let's make some bonds here with people that we weren't going to, but now, but because it's at camp, it's even harder to do that. It is. Yes. Um, but during that you had, you had Scott talking about, you know, his mother and talking about leaving the the faith and his, his father dying when he was young and all that sort of thing and how important family is, you know, stuff like that is just casual conversation, but you also have, it's so fascinating how everything is observed. Jason making a joke and saying like, hey, you guys want ice cream. Feel free to be excited about it. And meanwhile, someone else says, I don't know. I thought they were being pretty respectful. Yeah. So that person winds up having a strong opinion of the five people that just beat them. And it was Michelle. Yeah. And a somewhat. Or Sydney. And a slightly lower opinion of Jason. Yeah. And it's just it's just fascinating how everything just adds up. Um, Because when you're with these people all the time, you're going to. You have the opportunity to see everything. And there's nothing else to do. I mean, I feel like I got a sliver of that. We went on a hike today and I was waiting (laughs) for um, my dad and I didn't have a cell phone with me. And I think in the span of 15 to 20 minutes, I reached into my pocket or instinctively wanted to to grab my phone. And there was Mm -hmm. I just sat there. There was literally nothing to do. I finally laid down and fell asleep in the shade, you know. 
And if that was life 24 seven, you have nothing to do, but yeah. even make an internal game out of it for yourself like yeah. of observations. The only entertainment you have are your fellow castaways. And there is, there is, I don't think this is necessarily what people are thinking, but there is also this odd thing that this is your cast. This is your yeah. season and you can make the best of it afterwards. And so the more bonds you make with them now, whether people like it or not, often they do wind up making friends and you're always mm -hmm. going to be associated with this cast unless you get brought back and you do better in that second season mm -hmm. or something like that. Like I'm sure, you know, Kelly Wentworth is probably more associated with. I bet, I bet Cochran's more associated with his second season. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he made it, he definitely made an impression his first season. Sure. Um, but when he comes back and wins, then yes, yeah. he's, he'll make an impression. Probably same with Parvati. I think that people forget that she was on, was it Cook Islands before she got to fans versus favorites and won? Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. And, and so I, I do feel like bonds are just natural because you got to talk about something eventually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and whether you're looking to make that bond or not, I think it's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. I, you don't hear much about people, even when they are enemies on the island. Yeah. You don't hear much about them continuing to be enemies when they're done. It still happens sometimes. Well, they sometimes, don't have to be in the sense that you can go home and never speak to that person. That's true. Many but castaways the, don't talk to the, one another after. When I look at following uh, Mike, the winner of season 30, mm -hmm. is interesting because he he uh, Instagrams and tweets and stuff like that. And it's clear that almost everybody in season 30 hangs out they don't all live in the same place. He's everyone's flying everywhere else. And it's just very strange. That's an odd dynamic considering that season. Yeah. That was a dud season, I think. Yeah. And people really didn't like each other, but yeah. there's, there's Dan hanging out with other. Rodney, hanging yeah. out with Tyler, you know, it's all very strange. But, um, but speaking of observations, I liked Aubrey's about like, this is high school all over again. There are yeah. the jocks and there are the, you know, pretty girls hanging out with the jocks and there are these nerds over here that don't quite fit in. And yeah, oh, it looks so exhausting and awful. But she also made an, uh, an observation. Maybe at the time it was hopeful, uh, you know, wishful thinking. But as we see in this episode, that's not it the case. It literally unravels into that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, eventually they start to age or decay or whatever it is and then the misfits swoop in swoop in and mm -hmm. now admittedly sydney is the one that started everything you know but aubrey and debbie knew when to just say yes and debbie kept her cool during yeah. that conversation she didn't debify it you yeah. know and when you think about it nick also came to aubrey and she just listened and said yes absolutely absolutely and then when the time comes for sydney to go to aubrey she can come right back and say like, oh yeah, Nick told me all mm -hmm, about it, you mm -hmm. know, which will probably, which will probably just feed into Sydney's paranoia. Yeah. That like everyone's talking, but no one's telling me much. So. So one observation someone made about Sydney was like, this is really ballsy considering that she was 100% safe today, 100% in her alliance. Yeah. And it still did not matter to her. She was so over working with people even within her alliance like Nick yeah. who she probably saw like hmm it's Scott it's Jason and it's Nick sitting over there yeah five episodes ago that would have been me sitting with Scott and Jason yeah 
that somebody is in her way and someone who is not working with her and someone who is making her two closest alliance not work with her. Yeah. And it's, and I feel, and maybe he did do this and we didn't see it, but you know, it seems to me that if Jason is going to reassure her, he needs to say, Hey, it's the three of us. It's always been the three of us. We're using these beauties, but we all know who's going to be in that final three. And he didn't in the edit at the very least. And I feel like if he said that they would leave that in because that is the argument to make. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, she and Julia basically came to the same conclusions. Like, uh, I'm on the bottom and I'm, and while it might not be the smartest move to do it now, I might not have the opportunity to make the smart move. So I better do it now, you know, and now Sydney is gone from the bottom to being maybe at the top. Yeah. Though she is without an idol. Ty and, and Jason both have idols. Without an idol and also having to corral four girls who all clearly have their own agenda. They do. But I don't think you need to corral that much. Debbie when is people, a loose cannon. She's crazy, but I think she also recognizes a good thing when she hears it. When you go from the bo- being on the bottom and the next to be voted out to being in the majority alliance, you're very grateful. Yeah. And I feel like Debbie's not quite crazy enough to screw that up immediately. There's a lot of qualifiers there. <laughs> yeah. But... And maybe Aubrey will be able to like cool her down and stuff like that. And it's also worth noting that Joe voted for Nick as well. Aubrey has to keep her cool. The last two tribals, she has like practically jumped out of her seat at the results of her or someone in her alliance not getting voted out. Yeah. Whereas Sydney sat there perfectly still as a statue, you know, straight faced. Yeah. Like you've got to just calm down. And Sydney has been, it's been established. She makes really good facial expressions, but she, she can have a poker face when she needs to. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's the thing is. Debbie has to let it out for a second. Go back and rewatch this episode. (laughs) That was a hilarious moment of just a maniacal smile and then deadpan. And she seemed to do it at Neil. Like, can you believe this? Okay. Back to business. Yep. mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and this okay this is one to go back a little bit okay and maybe other people don't have anybody to root for there are at this point still a few people that i'm genuinely rooting absolutely you know and i think they could do pretty well there aren't that many people that if they made it to the end i'd be upset i wouldn't be thrilled with scott making it to the end but he plays the game he knows the game and he Uh. has the he has certain abilities certainly athletic abilities um to make it far and good for him. But if Joe is in final three, that would be upsetting. Cause yeah, that would be a waste of the space. But if he's there, it's cause he's a goat. I know. And somebody else. It's always two out him. of the three anyway. So yeah. why don't they just start making a final two again? Yeah. So, um, a lot of people to root for. Okay. So we talked about the results of the reward challenge, moving on to the immunity challenge. Yeah. I call this the chocolate chip cookies challenge. Because Reed won it in his season. Yes. Friend of the show and our only guest. Bestie friend of the show. Yes. Yeah, and our only guest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the only guest we'll ever have. He's a survivor. Yeah. Um, He shouts that out at some point during the challenge and then goes on to win it. Yeah. As Jeff uh, tempts them with chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. He said it was 
extremely hard that he like blacked out at moments Hmm. and he was just trying to take it kind of like Ty was saying 10 seconds at a time. He would think about parables of Jesus and would just try to keep his mind occupied and basically just like prayed his way through the whole thing. Which is basically what Ty did. Exactly. He just started chanting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fascinating because Ty was the first one that was wiggling Mm -hmm. and he made it all the way through. Mm -hmm. And it's just so fascinating. It was unclear to me. Like, can you lift up one foot and put the other one sideways? Yeah. I think not. I think both heels had to stay on Mm. it the whole time, which makes it difficult. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting that his analogy worked perfectly just the, you know, the, the bamboo, yeah. like he just sways and all that. It looks very weak, but it stays there. Whereas like a, a redwood can rot from the inside and then just come crashing down. Mm-hmm. And he said like, he goes with the, with people like Sydney, there comes a moment when they hit their peak and then it's a very quick decline. And that's absolutely that's what, what happened. happened to Natalie. Yeah. It was Rita, Natalie, all of a sudden she just went and he yeah. said she blacked out several times up there too. Yeah. So while we probably couldn't see the effect of Sydney doing that, but I'm sure she was at that point as well. And, you know, and and the moment that she and Ty had at the end, mm-hmm. kind of hugging each other and all that, stuff like that can be used in the future. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the two, something like that, Sydney could use to mm-hmm. come to Ty. And she wouldn't necessarily say, hey, do you remember when we were up there? She doesn't need to say that. They have this weird bond that nobody else does. He's just such a sweet man. That was such a yeah. sweet reaction to winning. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine to move this into tribal. Speaking of Ty, because... Can we just talk about Sydney for a second? Her sure. amazing hat. That's all. Well, it's, a, it's... So hilarious. Strictly speaking, it's not a hat. Her makeshift hat. <laughs> yes. It's um, her hat. It was the top of a basket. Yeah. But it is her hat now. Yeah. She's clearly using the it to best. get the sun off of her shoulders and face and yes. that kind of thing. So... Okay. Um, Ty. Yeah. It's so Kind of bombed. Going, going, going into that tribal, I think, I think Michelle and Julia were going to stick to the plan. Yeah. And then Ty winds up blabbing this saying like too much talking about something that clearly some people were not aware of and they are suddenly aware oh i guess no one told me this crucial detail why in the world did he say that i, I mean no you idea. just see jason and scott cringing yeah. i think he did as good of a recovery as he could by just playing he's very good at playing dumb mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of fabio in that way yeah. Fabio is not actually dumb. He was like, man, I'm so tired of playing this role. I think Ty wouldn't play. It's not so much dumb as it is like naive and innocent. Yes. And he play and cause it's easy. It's easy to believe that he's naive and innocent. And that's the card he plays. Like, I guess maybe I was lied to Yeah, being naive and innocent. I, that, that can happen. Yeah. You know? And so I think, I think he did that pretty well, but at that moment and then, then Aubrey. Okay. So is pounced. that why, did he go with the naive and innocent, I don't really know what's going on thing and voted for someone completely different than everyone else? Um, there are a number of theories online about yeah. why he voted for Jason. It's a very unusual vote. And some would say that uh, it's the only way that he could stick with the, I think I might have been lied to mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to vote for the guy that lied to me. But in doing so, it's like, well, now he's going to sever his ties with Jason and Scott. I don't know. It's not even necessarily I'm going to vote for the guy who lied to me. It's 
I don't know what I'm being told. Yeah. Maybe Debbie told me to vote for him. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But either way, like Jason's going, even though it's only one vote, Jason Scott are mad now. Not that Ty knew what was going to happen. Right. But. Right. Now they're going to be mad at him as well. Like the two of them are definitely going to feel Some, alone. Sometimes we think that, you know, that kind of thing is going to blow up after tribal. And then it, sometimes it doesn't even get mentioned at all. And it's no biggie. Yeah. That might not get mentioned, but the two of them based on the preview are pretty super probably, idle talk yeah. is probably going to get them pissed. Yeah, that's true because, because it led to Nick being voted out basically. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Okay. They could get mad at Ty, but if they get mad at Ty, the con- the possibility of a super idol goes away. Yeah. They know that they that Jason and Ty both have idols, so it behooves them to keep that around. Totally. So, um... I don't know that they are always calm enough with their feelings to keep that in check. Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially they could, after though. they've just been blindsided, basically. Yeah. They could. They could. Um... But yeah, Aubrey did a fabulous job of pouncing on that. She jumped right on. She knew like she saw. Good answers. Oh, Julia doesn't know something. Huh. I wonder what that tells you. Yeah. And Julia and Michelle are looking at each yep. other and it's very clear. It's like, okay, a moment ago we said like, let's stick with what we were doing. But it would, it would it's very obvious now that what we were doing was going to land us at the bottom. And I feel like Julia and Michelle must be really tight where they were not sitting near each other and they yeah. were able to communicate that they were going to change their minds. Yeah. Um, non-verbally. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting that combined with, you know, Nick just, it's his first tribal council yeah. and a lot was made of, Oh, it's his first and last, but it's just like, he hasn't done this before. Yep. And these other guys else, are seasoned. Everyone except Julia, I think. I think two people had to Michelle. light their Michelle had to light their torches, and uh, and it's one of those things that like that that excitement combined with I'm at tribal council and I'm in a majority alliance, mm-hmm. I'm doing great, mm-hmm. and you know, and just again to go with the Ponderosa, him saying like you know I was just so excited and geared up, and I was excited to answer any question Jeff had, yeah, and. I don't know, going into the merge, and this this has happened before, but going into the merge and you haven't done a tribal yet, that can be very dangerous. Yeah, because people like Scott and Jason are learned tribal council veterans at this point. That being said, I do think that Michelle gave a great answer at tribal from Jeff to Jeff's question. Julia did. Mm -hmm. A lot of very good answers, basically answers that say nothing. And that's all they that's all you can do. Or yeah. or you use it purposeful like but Aubrey. vague. Yeah. Like original plan. Yeah. It's vague. You're not really saying anything specific, but yeah. to the people that know, they know exactly what you mean. Or you pounce and use it like Aubrey did. You don't yeah. blab stuff like Ty did. Yeah. But I mean, I cannot imagine twenty-two days in lighting my torch, putting it behind me, sitting down like Michelle did, and then having Jeff say, okay, Michelle, go, you know? Yeah. And she gave it a great answer. So, yeah, good players. You know, I did have the thought, like, if you're part of that group, you can do a little bit of, I don't think much about jury management. I mm-hmm. need to think more about mm-hmm. it, especially at Tribal. Mm-hmm. And she could have said, she's like, you know, it's very, it's very strange to be here 
because we were supposed to be here three days ago and then something awful happened that none of us wanted to have happen and it kind of threw everything off but here we are she's addressing the situation right. the fact that it's been six days instead of three <laughs> and she's saying hey here I, i'm aware that something bad happened to neil he wasn't in my alliance but it's still a terrible thing that happened to yeah. him like it's still she didn't do it and it's it's obviously it's 2020 hindsight but I don't know. We, and I feel like you can't, that's the only time you can do that with a situation yeah. like his. Yeah. Um, but I forget exactly what she did say, but what she didn't say was, yeah, I'm brand new to this. I don't even know what's going on right, right. now. She didn't mention that she was and what, new to the game. And what she didn't say was, yeah, I'm sitting pretty. I'm in a majority alliance yeah. and uh, we're going to split she the wasn't votes. Cocky. Yeah. I know. Why did Nick say that again yeah. and again? I love how he said to Aubrey, even in discussion, I know I'm being arrogant right now. And she's like, yeah, yeah. at least you're owning it. But man, if you're self-aware enough to see that you're being that arrogant, stop it. That's the thing. He has good instincts. He just needs to develop them. Pulling Aubrey aside. Totally. Is a good instinct. I don't know. He didn't need to do that, though. I mean, he knows that, like, once, because in his mind, Debbie's going home. Aubrey's going to have nowhere to go. And so someone's going to need to swoop in and get her in case the next time I don't want to be with these people. Yeah. You know, you can you can do your own thing or you can decide, you know what? I think I'm pretty good. I'm going to get rid of Aubrey. You know, it it's it's another option. So, like, his instinct is a good one. His execution is is bad. Right. He's just not very subtle. Right. Um, and I don't think he'll I don't think he'll ever be back. But it would be interesting to see if he, unlike Peter, who I think could not adapt his himself. No. I think Nick could probably learn from this experience. If you watch, yeah. If you watch that Ponderosa, it looks like he's doing some soul searching. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really. And obviously, he got twenty two days in. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, Another another really interesting solid episode. Developments are always happening. Anytime, mm-hmm. anytime an episode, there's an episode where things are progressing and there are developments, which is sadly not every episode in every season. There are usually, as we say, true a few in the middle there that kind of sag. We all know what's going to happen, and then it happens. But you know, Sydney comes forward in this episode. Um, Nick goes home. There's a shift in power. There's mm-hmm. a potential all girls alliance, which it remains to be seen if that's going to stick around. Um, right. Voting blocks that, are happening. Yeah. But considering that two of the men have idols, like, I don't know. That could be rough. But this is where I still can't decide if I like Jason and Scott or not, just because watching the next time on, like, why are you hiding machetes? Like, seriously? It's a, it's, it's the, the Russell thing. It's like, okay, I, if I'm not going to, if, that's if people aren't going to play my way, in. then what was that? That's what you do six days in, not, yeah. you know, 25 days in. Yeah. You know, it's now that I think about it, there are so many people after Russell, sorry to be talking about Russell again, everybody. There's so many people after Russell. Why are you that apologizing would, for that? Cause I feel like I talk about him all the time. No, he's a very good player. Yes, he is. But so many people say, it's like, oh, I'm going to do like the Russell Hans thing. But they never actually do it the way he did it. No. He did it to manipulate. He and there he never did things. He rarely did dumb things out of revenge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know, he was calculated and he and he worked out if I do this, he it was will like cause abusive. this. <laughs> well, yeah. But but he was at least uh, you know, calculating in his abuse. It was, it was, a uh, you know, well, that makes it okay. It then. was a scalpel instead of a hammer. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so so what they're doing next it week just no looks sense. just looks petulant. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Get Scott out of there and watch Jason uh, Bloom. Totally. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm as always. I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. Yep. This is, a, this is. There's only a couple ways that this season could go for it to not be a a genuinely great season. Yep. In my in my opinion. Yep. Um. And it's not ever. And it certainly is not everybody. Uh. That thinks that this is a bad season. I've been reading the 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 AV Club reviews. And they've been giving this season like consistent A's and like B's and stuff like that. Whereas there are some where they'll go a C, C minus, that sort of thing. Or they'll just say this season's kind of a dud. They're definitely not saying it this time. Right. They're they're regularly saying like this season continues to surprise me, Um, which I guess is kind of what I thought. Their commentary on this last episode was was very good. Oh, did you read that as well? I did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're very astute. I don't Mm -hmm. think because I think of the AV club as like just a bunch of hipsters. um, I don't think it, it. it surprised it often surprises me that they even cover survivor at all much less really follow it and then when you look in the comments well, section super you're like, fan oh. is clearly reading or writing it yeah and then super fans who i get who like the av club apparently are reading it well in some respects like very good analysis of sydney in the mm-hmm. article and then literally a bullet point at the end why did ty vote for jason and did not address that at all and it's like that's I'd a major you part you and i are super fans and <sighs> I, I guess I can't figure it out, but we're trying to address it. We didn't address it with a bullet point is all I'm saying. That's true. He could have done it to continue looking naive. Other people thought he really wanted Scott all to himself. Mm. Um, other people thought Debbie told him to do it and he was confused. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I like Ty, but is he a good player? No. Yeah. I don't think so. No. He hasn't needed to be. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know what I mean? Like I know people are just coming up to him left and right and telling yeah. him everything. Like no one wants to get rid of him ever. And so he doesn't really have to scheme. Yeah. Um it'll be interesting to see. But even how if you don't develop. have to scheme, you have to learn how to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And he's yeah. terrible at that. Clearly. I don't know. There where have been that came several from. times when he said stupid stuff at tribal. Yeah. And he just, about that super idol, he just volunteered it. Yeah. No one was asking him. Jeff can't ask him that question. No. Because it, it reveals too much. So he just put it out there and now everyone knows about it. Yep. And now it's it's going to be he a part of every vote. He presented it a little bit incorrectly though. Okay. He said, and then there's the super idol that you can play after the votes are read. He didn't say to combine into the super idol. Did he not? No. Hmm. Yeah. So that works to his advantage, at least, because he didn't actually say it the way that it exists. Julius still doesn't get how it actually works. Right. But the very, but still the damage has been done by simply revealing that, you know, something and apparently other people know something that ever, that not everyone knows. And it's like, well, how could he know this unless someone has it? Right. And no one told me. Right. Like, yeah. So, but it is going to be interesting to see how the idols they haven't really played much of a role. People are anticipating who has idols. One down, they targeted, two to go. They targeted Neil because he had an idol. Right. Uh, it remains to be seen if it, if they would have gotten him. But they haven't really come into play yet, and I feel like in the next episode or two they will. I hope so. So yeah, they all not next always, time because I think they would have previewed that. Maybe. Yeah. Unless they're blindsiding the audience. Yeah, which has I, happened. I would. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they all vote for Jason, then he plays an idol. And then part of me thinks they're never going to combine it into a super idol because they didn't repeat that in second chances. Yeah, it's that it becomes a dud tactic. Yeah, it's it is something that people think about. And sometimes just getting the players to think about it mm-hmm. and consider it when making a decision. Sometimes that can be enough. Mm-hmm. Like the idea with the advantage, the advantage, the advantage, the advantage was in season 30 and 31 but nobody knew like it didn't really do much what was the advantage what are you talking about the the advantage that you get uh in like the auction or uh that you win in uh in a challenge okay where it's like you get to steal somebody's vote or you get an extra vote or something like that in e- like it didn't work in either case right um but uh that's how forgettable it was. Or that's how much it didn't work. I didn't even remember yeah. what, what the exact rules were. Yeah. But people were thinking about it. And so with the double idol, I feel like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's almost there as a sort of, this doesn't work completely, but in movie terms, it's almost a MacGuffin, mm-hmm. which is, it's this thing that doesn't have a great deal of importance in and of itself, but it sure does cause a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's going to be. Because ultimately what it comes right down to is, People in your alliance, let's say, let's say Ty Scott and Jason are, are, it's, it's the three of them. They're all together. Well, that's two idols. They can combine them. And let's say they vote for Scott. Now Ty and Jason have a decision to make. We can both sacrifice our individual idols exactly. to save our, our guy and then save our alliance. But now, now we're none all of us out. are, now we're all vulnerable. Yeah. Like it only saves somebody for one vote. Yeah. And in the end, it's like, look, I want to save my alliance, but if that means giving up my, what could get me to the end, no way. Right. And so, we see in the next season, the only reason Jeremy did that is because he had to. Yeah. It requires, it requires a, a degree of selflessness mm-hmm. that I don't think works well. I don't well think anybody has. I mean, people play their idols on other people, but, but yeah, but Jeremy had to. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's uh, and I guess Tony did it, but he also had the super idol. Um, I think you can only do it if you still have options going into future tribals. Yeah. No one is going to give up their last idol because that only gets you three more days, and now you have a target too. You're next. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, there's just not much incentive. No, you know, unless you, you know, you could be like in the Malcolm thing where. One uh, with the three amigos where sure. one has immunity and then yeah. you've got two idols. We have a, a thing of three. We have a, an alliance of three. And now everybody else has to scramble like that winds up being really dramatic. But even then, Malcolm was voted out the out. next episode. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it just got you three more days. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's but drama is not a bad thing. It just doesn't make for the best strategy all the time. Right. OK. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and leave it there. Um, listeners, you're welcome to email me, Tyler, at BattleshipPretension.com. Uh, you can comment on this episode at BattleshipPretension.com. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff. Head back to camp. Bye. Bye. Bye.